0: Down the rabbit hole would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land in which we record this podcast on. We acknowledge their continuing connections to the land, culture and community.
1: We pay respect to Elders past, present and future and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.
0: Just popping in again to remind everyone that this is this part two of the autism episode with Mariah. This episode was so good that we couldn't cut it down any further. So we've split it into two. And here's the second episode of Autism with Mariah.
2: Enjoy part two. Curtains up.
0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Down the Rabbit Hole, the podcast where we try and answer those tough questions our kids ask us. We research the questions and come here to discuss the answers we find and some of the more interesting aspects of the rabbit holes we fall down. Warning, we are not experts on the topics we discuss. Enjoy.
1: Okay, so my initial research, so I wanna preface this with a few things that to me are really helpful in talking about autism. One is that autistic traits can be understood on a spectrum, not of being more or less autistic or more or less functioning, which is inevitably um, tacitly translated into having more or less value. And spe- instead, spectrum means indices that stand out for autistic people relative to neurotypicals. For example, autistic people to ha- tend to have a different relationship to time than holistics. We may have a lot of anxiety if things are not precise into the minute or we, we may forget what month it is. We might also fluctuate on an index of or occupy multiple places simultaneously. For example, we may be hyperverbal in one situation or nonverbal in another, or like my dad and myself who have extensively organized files, but he also had so much going on that he would find his stapler by patting his desk. <laughs> As a result, autistics not only differ from allistics, but we differ wildly from each other. And this has been borne out by brain scans. So talking about autism is really broad and complex and the concept of queering is useful here both in terms of validating and supporting difference, but also just in the sense of like, yes, anding. Like it's like if you you can assert like, oh, like autistic people are this way. And then there's usually a corollary of like, and they're another way, you know? So like, like, sort of like, I feel like um, truth kind of creates more truth, kind of like zombies, but in a good way.
0: (laughs) So it's definitely not black and white. And there can be, as you say, multiple truths. You can... So two people could have two completely different reactions, but one person could have two completely different reactions given slightly different circumstances.
1: Yeah, like there's there's an autistic Facebook group that sort of had this trope of like people asking, like, are you a this kind of autistic or a that kind of autistic? Like, are you a plain food autistic or a lick the spices out of your hand autistic? Like, so like the index is like intensity about spice, right? And it's yeah. like, so, but people could sort of be anywhere on that or, you know, depending on you know, like if it's allergy season, you might not want spice or, you, you know, like sort of, but like spice as an index is pretty predictably like outstanding for autistics relative to allistics.
0: Okay. And neurotypical uh, somewhere, uh, nowhere on that scale or were we playing food? I think
1: like, so like one of the things about like autistic neurology is hyperconnectivity. So I think it's sort of like the amount of intensity about a lot of things, you know. Like it's it's where sort of autistic people get hyperfixations and special interests and aversions, and like generally, like our sensory system is like cranked up to ten, like all yeah. the time, you know. And and there's there's studies like so one one difference is like um, for autistic people, like if you're at a concert that's too loud, like holistic hearing will like habituate and like sort of numb it to protect, like to protect your ears to like a reasonable volume that doesn't happen for autistic people. And actually what happens is like the discomfort amplifies. Right. So it's like, that's sort of where some of that comes from. And like, and I think it's not only sensory stuff, but I think also like emotional stuff and like ethical stuff, you know, which again, like there's easy pros and cons to that. It's like, um, You know, like, you could have, like, intense pleasure at, like, certain kinds of music and, you know, physical pain from other kinds of music. Mm. And I think in terms of, like, I think there's a lot of patterns of, like, autistic people being squeaky wheels and, like, standing up against injustice and stuff because it's, like, the injustice never stops hurting Mm-hmm. you know so it like you know or like you know like one of my autistic friends was talking about how like they were running out to like see the rain and like their friend was like you're still excited and they're like yeah you know so <laughs> like like to me it's like you know like i think it's it's like a very vivid life but it's like if you're not supported in having a vivid life you know you can end up like shoving yourself into a lot of boxes So
0: it sounds very tiring. I
1: think if, yeah, if you're not supported, it's tiring. I think if you're sort of like, yeah, I don't, I mean, I I feel like I've sort of gotten myself into a place of a lot of privilege relative to like what I do and don't connect to. And, you know, like I live in a pretty quiet neighborhood, you know, I make my own schedule, you know, one of the biggest threats to my employment over the course of my life was my um, like sensitivity to chemical fragrance, like you know like it's just not that movable for me okay (laughs) you know there was a point where like my immune system was really bad and now it's really good but it's like yeah still not into the chemical fragrance and yeah and it's like you know it's like if i was bothered by something i was like i was a troublemaker or i was demanding or you know there's a couple times i almost got fired over it like Mm. you know
0: um it sounds hard right. when it's it's something that's bothering you so much but other people right. are question how genuine that is or saying you're just a squeaky right. wheel
1: i mean and, and that's that's some of why i'm interested in like talking about these issues because like like i feel like i feel like a lot of my work is sort of in this gray area between like structural oppression and empowerment and like what are the powers we can access, you know, whether it's like, you know, the support of things like nature and the great forces, or is it like, um, our just, just our capacity to like notice and like not invalidate ourselves and like believe in like that it's okay for us to ask for accommodation and things. And I think a lot of times, you know, I'm very interested in like on people's healing arcs, like there's a lot of like sort of vulnerable, messy places that tend to get shut down.
2: You've developed a a real deep understanding of what it means to to have autism so it, it it's um you've come from a place where you know x number of years ago you didn't even know that you were autistic and and now you' you're really you're enlightening us about some of the really complex issues around autism, which most mm. people don't understand but you you really seem to have gone deep into what it all means and 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 to be, to be able to put it out there for for people not only for uh for, for the people that you're helping but also hopefully in a way that neurotypicals can understand so that society can become more um ad- adapt better to to be able to facilitate support autistic people
1: yeah and I I think a lot of autistic people have a special interest in autism just because it's like there's so much that like we had to navigate without really understanding what was happening you know and then it's like Mm. when it starts to coalesce it's like oh like I want to dive into this and there you're right there is a lot of complexity to it and I think you know there's a lot of joy to it too Mm. and it, it like for me it was like honestly it was like If I wanted to, like, survive the world and, like, survive, like, my own internalized stuff and, like, you know, and, like, the ways that, like, discrimination and stuff turn into chronic health issues and stuff, it was, like, Mm. I couldn't survive my own body without, like, coming to a different understanding of, like, how the power dynamics work around neurotype. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like diving into anything like this, like, is hopefully, like, sort of an inspiration for solidarity with, like, oh, like, I'm struggling with this thing, like, what's happening for you? I don't struggle with that, but, like, I'm really interested in what's happening for you instead of, like, you know, to me, like, the, like, if that's not in the work, a huge thing is. Mm.
2: So a real kind of peer support going on
1: yeah but not you know not you know not not only like about autism and disability but like really about like okay like if you like if you (laughs) if you dislike ableism this much like have you heard about racism you know like (laughs) just sort of like really sort of like being able to make you know and I think there's more interconnections than there's just so many interconnections and like I feel like interconnections and difference don't cancel each other out you know i think in some ways like being with the interconnections sort of frees us from trying to like relate through sameness you know
0: Mm. so i am curious if there's i guess one thing that us neurotypicals should take from what you're saying or from from your experience what would that be just can i
1: share that rabbit hole
0: Oh, please
1: do. I love that. Okay. Tips for cross neurotype communication. So I'm talking mainly to neurotypicals. Autistic people are already aware of and managing the lion's share of these differences. But for fellow autistics, it might be validating to hear this list. And I hope it's helpful for your own self-support and relating. So one is know that we may not be picking up accurate cues about the other person based on how they look or what we're expecting in terms of how we're feeling or whether we're listening, for example. And that's that's both for autistic and holistic folks. Another is that we respond really well to direct, direct requests generally. Most of us are conscientious and want to be understanding and considerate. And also be aware that a lot of us have rejection-sensitive dysphoria. So maybe afraid of losing a relationship or experience shame. So be kind also. We might need things repeated, written down, drawn, or have some other way that we need to receive information. Ideally, the autistic person will spell it out. But you can also ask if there's some glitch in, like, you know, like I think that happens at work a lot. Like a boss will give a task and the autistic person will freeze, you know. Be aware that we're processing huge amounts of information and emotion and sensory input at all times. We may be strongly emotive in a way that feels disorganizing to you, but it's organizing to us. You know, I think even meltdowns can be organizing. Autistic people often have an extreme deficit of witness, partly because of misunderstandings and partly because we do a lot of deep, complex dives that are difficult to communicate in their entirety. Or we may not have access to language about it. So be open to different kinds of relating. Explain things. Like we can easily get on board with something if we understand the rationale and we agree with it. Not so much if we disagree with it. But it helps. You know, and a lot of these things are like basic, like good relating skills.
0: I was going to say, it sounds like how I to deal with my colleagues. <laughs> Often people won't be on board, but if you actually explain things properly. Right.
1: I mean, it's sort of like, like give other people the same respect that you'd like give to a stray cat who you're trying to make friends with. Not where
0: I thought that would go, but yeah, that actually makes sense. You know,
1: or like that you'd give to a dog. You're trying to get into the bathtub. You know, it's like if you throw the dog into the bathtub and tell them, like, call them names. Like, it's not going to work as well if you're like, "Hey, buddy, like, we're on the same team, and I hate this, but like, do you know what I mean? Like, we'll have biscuits after, you know." So just a couple others. So ethics are extremely important to us. We might have greater crappy ethics depending on, all, on a lot of layers of self and experience. But when in, when in doubt, communicate about ethics. And then check in about intentions and expectations and capacity is super helpful. Like you putting like the word count for the, the report, I was like, yes like, I hate the word count, but like, I don't have to worry about what the expectation is. Like, I know what the, you know, it was like, this is a framework for something that's potentially infinite, right?
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: You know, so ask things like, hey, do you have room for an info dump? Do you want to rabbit hole together? Or do you want to have a focused conversation? Do you have emotional room for some venting and witnessing? Can you give me some advice? And again, it's like things that are good in relationship, I think. And this is something that I do all the time with other autistics, where I'm just like, can we just... Talk about what we're doing right now. (laughs) Can, Can we build some intentionality? And then the last one is like, have agreements about conflict resolution. You know, what feels like challenge to you might be care and intimacy for an autistic person. Like a lot of times, like we will go there, you know.
0: So what I'm hearing is pretty considerate.
1: Well, so I think that there can be sort of a tacit neurotypical assumption that like you're running on the same assumptions as other people. Mm. Which, like, I push back against in general, because I feel like that always favors the dominant group, right? Mm. So so like, to me, like, always starting from kind of beginner's mind of like, what's important to you? What are you consenting to? What are you not consenting to? Like, what am I missing? What, you know, what are you trying to tell me? Again, like, yeah, that's good for everybody, right?
0: There are definitely extra elements that come into it. But if you're considerate of the other person, then it it should actually be a right. good experience. Yeah.
1: I think another layer of that is like I think a lot of times neurotypicals can feel confronted by how many questions autistic people ask it can sort of feel like an affront or like a challenge or like sometimes undermining people's authority which sometimes it is like autistic right. people are not famous for like being impressed by authority Right <laughs> so <laughs> you know and generally it's just like sort of like raw curiosity and i think so i think like honestly like it's kind of a long game like i think some of the way to bridge that gap is like do you feel ashamed of being seen, you know? And like, what do you need to heal to like, feel happy about yourself and feel like, you know, feel like curiosity is not something that's going to turn up something bad. You know what I mean? And that's, you know, again, like that's, that's a structural thing where like, why is it that like we've all been made to feel bad about ourselves? You know, mm.
0: that's, i can see that that happens with anything that's different
1: right you know and it's like i mean it makes sense it's like people who question themselves all the time are going to be more tractable and you know there's there's like reasons why like we're pressured to disconnect from ourselves Mm -hmm. and and maybe autistic people just feel that in kind of an amplified way but i think it's a pressure that we all experience
2: yeah so because that's something i've been thinking as you've been talking is a lot of the things you talk about, you know, I can relate to and, and I know other people can relate to, except uh, we probably just don't experience it in, as you say, in such an amplified way. Yeah. But if we can think, uh, if we can step back and say, well, okay, I you know what, I, I get I get that feeling. I get angry or anxious or worried or scared when these kinds of things happen. So it we can then take that, take that experience and 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 should be able to therefore say, so the person I'm talking to is feeling that and I want to help them through that.
1: Yeah. And I think again, it's like there's similarities and differences. Like the do you do you remember the cinnamon challenge? Maybe maybe Bagel wouldn't remember it, but It was this fad where people would like eat a tablespoonful of cinnamon and sometimes go to the hospital, but like, you know, they'd film like the follow on from eating the cinnamon and somebody pointed out that it's like, that's what autistic distress looks like, you know, like, (laughs) you know, like all that stuff of like flapping and eyes watering and rocking and like all the things that like autistic people do to manage our distress is just like a normal response to distress. It's just that like, if everything feels like the cinnamon challenge, You're going to look funny to the rest of the world, right? Like,
2: (laughs) right. Yeah. I'm going to have to look up the cinnamon challenge now. I I don't recall seeing that. I'm a bit nervous. People do this and end up in hospital. Yeah. Knowingly. I
1: mean, most (laughs) social media challenges are not necessarily great ideas.
2: Oh, this is (laughs) why I keep off social media. That said, I I did eat a habanero last week. So,
1: yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's not as bad as like the ghost pepper challenge.
0: (laughs) I feel like. You're right, Felix, but the one thing that our society lacks is it takes compassion that I feel like as a society we're losing or we've lost or we never had. And being able to know that you have the same feelings as someone else is admitting, I don't know whether it's admitting you're weak or admitting that you're the same as someone else and you can't necessarily make that connection i feel like that's a barrier which is sad
1: yeah and that question of like what is threatening about compassion you know like what why is there this sort of like you know push away from it and you know and i I think aside from like you know it serves like colonial capitalism to like objectify things and objectify beings and you know it's like if if beings can be turned into goods You know you have to distance yourself from them right but also like i think from the sense that like vulnerability can feel scary you know and like Mm. compassion is tapping into vulnerability you know like to me it's like our power and vulnerability are in the same place you know so like when we disconnect from our vulnerability we're also disconnecting from our power you know and like compassion is one of those things that like reconnects us to both of those you know and Mm. it's also like we don't we don't have a good like death culture and dominant culture you know like there's a lot of like denial of death and so like if you're going to deny death you also have to deny vulnerability and disability and all these things that we associate with vulnerability
0: Hmm. humans don't like not having full control which leads to a whole lot of other issues yeah
1: and and that's some of the fun of it too it's like it's like if we just like name these things and like sort of bring them into our awareness like our innate health can really kind of bubble back up and, you know, like Mm. everyone's innate health serves everybody else's innate health, you know? Mm. So like supporting the innate health of autistic people is great for the world as well as great for autistic people, right? Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's like preventative care, looking after people before they get sick or education, educating people, you know, all of these things. You do them right, and you're benefiting everybody. That these things benefit society, and you're not paying the costs right. down the line.
1: Yeah, it's like the if you're if you're paying attention to the margins, like everybody benefits. You're, if you're paying attention yes. to the center, like people fall off, yeah, and, exactly. you know, yeah. sometimes yeah. don't survive. Mm.
0: And also, so many of the things that you were mentioning, if we harness them in the right way and and built them up and built people up who are autistic it would benefit them as well as society to build these things up and to develop them right. and, and to include them in society rather than, Oh no, you you experience something too extreme. We, we
1: can't handle that. We can't
0: put that into our cooker cutter. Right.
1: Like I think one of the reasons why autistic people are sort of overrepresented and like making breakthroughs in different fields is the, the bottom up processing thing of like, having this tendency to be able to see things without prejudice and just sort of be like okay like this is this is new to me like I'm not like projecting this other thing I've seen onto it and like trying to figure out okay there's this and this and this and this and sort of like letting those connections emerge in novel ways and stuff The, the caveat for that is like we do have a lot of layers of self and, and I think that's why it's so important to talk about intersectionality because I think like when we have like maybe just one or two sort of social liabilities like we have a choice of like okay you're going to go into solidarity with other people who are suffering maybe in ways that are not like yours or are you going to lean on your privileges and like be Elon Musk and we know how that story ends right like <laughs> it's not like Autistic people are like angels or demons, you know, we're just people, but like the, the aspect of bottom up processing to me is like, you know, has a lot of potential that's like often shut down, you know, and just, just recognizing that like, this is like a really valuable permutation of like human beingness and cognition. Mm absolutely and also just Uh, to say that breakthroughs are also not like the like apex of human value you know it's like i feel like being able to see things in a new way is like one of the things we bring to the table but like we also just bring to the table that we're like sentient beings who like are full of magic and love you know whoever we are absolutely (laughs) You know, I was actually Googling dad jokes and then I, I remembered one of my favorite dad jokes. So there's there's two penguins on an ice floe and one says to the other, you know, you look like you're wearing a tuxedo. And the other penguin says, what makes you think I'm not? <laughs> that's, what it, that's actually, Mariah, that's
2: probably the funniest joke we've had on this show. <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> I like that. I'm telling that to the boys tonight.
0: Thank you for joining us, Mariah.
1: Thank you so much. This was fun.
0: You have a workshop coming up on healthy autistic boundaries. Can you tell us a bit about that?
1: Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of, it's just sort of working with this things like the stuff we've been talking about, sort of like giving a space for people in the class to just sort of explore like, oh, okay. Like what are my boundaries about these different things? Like what's comfortable? What's uncomfortable? What can I shift? You know, what do I need extra support for? Cause I can't shift it um this one is actually for both autistic and non-autistic people
0: oh excellent
1: and then i've got another one coming up on using emotional freedom technique for like inflammation oppression toxicity and trauma and then there's like a drop-in one that i'm doing for the alexander technique um it's mostly on equity and liberation and healing like there's sort of like different topics each month
0: you have lots of workshops going on yeah do you have a website or what's the best way for people to find out about them?
1: yeah so it's mariahjwilliams.com m-o-r-i-a-h and i'm also on instagram and other social media mjw intuitive and if you like you can sign up on my website for my newsletter and get the, the updates about the classes oh and Perfect. i guess we'll we'll have a link in the show notes by the time this. there will be a
0: link yeah. on the show notes for everything we've talked about and felix how about you I am on Instagram at FelixTheNewton. Excellent. And if you'd like to follow me, my Instagram handle is at CarterJNewton. Felix and Bagel, thank you for joining us for another episode of Down the Rabbit Hole. Thank you for the listeners for joining us for this episode of Down the Rabbit Hole. Please like, share and subscribe. If you did really like the show, recommend it to a friend. It really does make a difference to get the show out there. You can find our socials on our website, rabbitholepod.com, or in the show notes below. We have a form that will allow you to suggest a topic, ask the host a question, or suggest a recommendation for a next tattoo. You can find this on our website or in the show notes below. Remember, we are no experts, so if you'd like to connect, condemn, or congratulate us, reach out we'd love to hear from you thank you for listening and goodbye for now well
1: thanks so much this was exciting i, I want updates on the beer can wall <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> i think we'll look back there
2: <laughs> that, that was fascinating mariah yeah It really was, and I
1: look forward to hearing more of your tree voices.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That might have to become my my Instagram profile. (laughs) Is that how it works? I'm sure AI can create some a picture that will depict. Yeah, give it a a go. Fallen tree. <laughs> that started to a uh, to ferment, was it, or to not ferment?
1: To, erode. Uh, I think that was my Grow pungent. Grow pungent. Yeah. Grow <laughs> pungent, yeah. <laughs>